Welcome to the Flayo Podcast. This is Troy and Byers, and we are here with another deep thoughts on shallow subjects. And if you listen to our uh, Hunger Games podcast this week, we gave a little bit of a sneak preview that we're going to be talking about our top five young adult novel movie adaptations. And uh, the longest name for a uh, top five we will ever give you, (laughs) we promise. Uh, From the years 1995 through 2000. Um, So we we decided that since uh, Hunger Games was right in the throes and probably the height of the of the the YA novel um, craze that we thought that we would do some uh, some of the top fives that went along with this. And uh, before we even got started here, we said, we don't ever talk about these movies. So this is going to be a very fun. <laughs> this is, this is like, a wild card round right here. Right. Like I, I, I don't anticipate that we're going to be like, we might have a couple on each other's, but I, I, I'm, I'm excited that we're going to uh, very wildly like we did in the, the Jim Carrey one, which was completely unexpected. That was a shocker. Yeah. How, how so. far we've been disowned by, by people for that one. Yeah. But we're sticking by our lists. Sorry. Uh, the mask is good. It's not top five. Yeah. So we're talking to you, Lori. Um, <laughs> He's talking to you. I'm not. <laughs> no, that was all me. Not Troy. <laughs> just buyers. All right. Let's uh, let's get this started with a quick caveat. Um, oh, yes. We, we did. Uh, yeah, caveat. we did. We did childhood movies and we included Harry Potter in childhood, our top five childhood movies. And we did like the whole series. And so in in the vein of or in, in the service of not putting Harry Potter on every single top five that it could fit into every single genre, we're gonna just say Harry Potter is now like sidelined, yeah. um, unless we feel the need to to bring it back. And yeah. everyone knows that we love Harry Potter, we love Lord of the Rings, we love Star Wars, so it's it's gonna be hard to not yeah. like throw those into each one of these, and and so. We're, we're going to give that caveat here that uh, we already burned it on the, the childhood adventure movies. So we're going to say, fine. Not uh, on this one. Plus, plus, if you walk into Barnes & Noble, there's a young adult section. Harry Potter's not over there. It's over with the kids' books. Ah. The, the young adult section is that spot where there's like, everything's black. Like 90% <laughs> of the book covers. And vampires. Are black. <laughs> vampires and, and, and lycanthropes. Vampires and zombies. And, and, and yeah, werewolves. Yeah. Werewolves. Yeah. So, all right, let's get started. Uh, what do you got for, for number, number five? Oh, my number five is uh, maze runner, um, which I'm told these are very different than the books, the movies. I have not read the books. I'm told very different. Um, but it's one of those moments where I'm like, sweet, I don't have to worry about that. I'm just going to enjoy these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not bad. I mean, it's not, they're not my favorite. Like this, some of these, like we said, these are not our normal this is not stuff we talk about a lot. So some of this was like, I got to get five of these that I actually can want to say that I like. <laughs> I love that you were the person that um, like pulled this up. This was and my then idea. I had to and come up. I'm yeah. like, start going through and I'm like, there's a lot of, I like parts of these, but I don't yes. love. So like, especially like this number five spot, I had multiple things that I was, I could have put like four different things here and basically said the same thing. Um, yeah. That I'll get to some of those in my honorable mentions, but at the end, I decided to go, 
All right, I'll go Maze Runner. I've watched through it a couple times. It's a lot rougher to watch now that we've experienced a world with COVID because you get to like the last Maze Runner movie and they're in the city and people are walking around with masks and stuff. And it hit a little too close to home. Um, and I'd never seen it before until then. So it's like, uh, hey, what's this weird society where there's a deadly disease and everyone's scared hiding behind this wall wearing a mask? And it's like, oh, that's my life. Um, so, <laughs> but for the most part, it was still... It wasn't bad. I, I kind of enjoy these movies for the most part. Plenty of flaws I could I could pick at, but it, it slides in there at number five over a few other things. So yeah, I, I, I felt the same way with my the, my number five is a lot of my honorable mentions could easily like slide up in there. Um it was a very fine line. So it, it was just a matter of I just eventually just took one and was like, I'm rolling with this one. So I, I, I decided that beautiful boy um, with uh, Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet um, was worth it to, to be on the list. It's based on the best-selling memoirs of a, uh, of a father and son, uh, David and Nick Sheff. Um, the son's uh, book was called Tweak and the, the father's uh, book was called Beautiful Boy, which is obviously the, the movie's namesake. Um, and it's just heartbreaking to watch as a parent. Um, I, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, I think, at least maybe like once or twice. I think I mentioned it in the, uh, the Dune podcast when we were talking about Chalamet. Um, but it's ultimately one of those movies that you need to watch to prepare yourself for the uh, potential of what what can happen with your kids and and just have an appropriate uh, an age appropriate discussion on difficult topics you know i mean i think that in the next like year or two like i'll sit down and watch it with xavier um as he gets into like high school or maybe like eighth grade or something like that because he's already asking some of these types of questions and and i just want to make sure that he sees the um, the impact that it can have on a family and a, and a person that just doesn't, doesn't think about, um, the way, uh, the, the negative side effects of, of drugs, you know, a lot of kids are just idiots. They're like, Oh yeah, drugs are cool. Like all these people, all, all the rappers and <laughs> rock stars and cool people like that's, it's fine. You know, so that type of stuff. Um, I, I think that it's, uh, it's a, it doesn't delve too deep into some of the things that a lot of, a lot of other movies that are kind of warning people off of drugs uh, do. It's like a perfect blend of like showing the, the two sides of, um, of those impacts. So, and then on number four, I've got warm bodies. Um, it's based on the novel of the same name. Um, I didn't have any expectations of this movie when it came out. Like, I, I've talked before about like how I'm like, okay with zombies, even though I hate like the horror genre for the most part. And so when it came out, I was just like, ah, like, like the trailer, like seemed like it was kind of lighthearted and fun. Uh, and I was like, Hey, that that's kind of an interesting uh, take on, on zombie movies. And, and it, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's kind of like a, being a parody uh, without being too hokey. And then it throws in like some teen romantic comedy in it. Uh, which is kind of like my uh, uh, sweet spot for like guilty pleasures. And so Nicholas Halt um, is the, the lead and Teresa Palmer is his, uh, um, is the, is his love interest in that. Um, Halt has gone on to be like a, a pretty big star. He's in seemingly everything these days. 
Um, but uh, most people know him from Beast, from the X-Men, like the second, like the first class uh, set of movies. And then Teresa Palmer was in this and I am number four and a couple of other, like, I think she was in like a Nicholas Sparks movie who, who isn't like that. It's like a young up and coming actress uh, and, during that time frame. So it's just a, uh, it's a funny movie, even though it's got some like, actually, it's got a little bit of everything for you. It's got John Malkovich who plays like this crazy dude, of course, because he's John, John Malkovich, but it's just a, it's like a, in a, it's probably about a good 90 minutes, just brisk movie that you can watch pretty quickly and just enjoyable. Like, and, and saying something that that's number four on my list, because I was like the rest of the things like that I had in my honorable mentions. I was like, I liked 12 bodies way more than that. <laughs> you forgot to use air quotes around the word plays a crazy person. When you talk yes, about, there you go. Quotes, by yeah. the way, I just yeah. want to point that out. Um, my number four, um, which is, this is a great movie, although not highly rewatchable. Uh, the book thief um, it's a really interesting perspective on Nazi Germany um, and this whole idea that like death is the narrator of the story was really interesting to me mm-hmm. um, but a fascinating thing I'm, I'm the guy with the history degree so you jump into like World War II something that I actually enjoy studying and looking at um, like this I took a class at UNM in college called history of the holocaust which was ridiculously boring because our professor was ridiculously boring um, but subject matter is fascinating and interesting. And like book thief jumps right in there. Like, what does this look like on a real personal, like individual basis to have lived through that time and done some of that. So it's very, it's got some shades of like diary of Anne Frank kind of stuff where mm-hmm. they're hiding a Jewish kid and, and stuff like that. So a really interesting, enjoy, like not enjoyable movie. Cause that's like, I mean, it's like, you know, Schindler's List is the classic, like right one mm-hmm. that like, this is a great movie. However, you watch it like once in your life and you're good. I mean, Book Thief's not that bad. Like I could watch this again um, and probably will at some point, but it's not like, ooh, what are we doing on Friday night? Like get the popcorn out and let's watch Book Thief. I mean, it's not, yeah. you're dealing with Nazi Germany. That's not going to be, unless you're talking about Captain America, right. um, that's probably not on your, on your happy, happy movie time list. So, but really, really good, well done movie, I think. Uh, so Book Thief was my number four. Uh, number three, where I become a big girl. Um, <laughs> I was surprised. I was shocked that I liked this movie as much as I did after seeing who was in it. But I was like, I got to watch some stuff. I need more stuff from my list because I don't love any of these movies. Um, Fault in Our Stars, which is Shailene Woodley. And I'll oh, shoot. I forgot his name. Um, is it the Ansel yes. Engelhort? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. So awkward moment to deal with first fault in our stars and divergent came out the same year. They're in both of these movies together as a brother (laughs) brother and sister in fault in our stars. They're a love interest. So Uh, awkward, awkward Um, turtle, but it's, it's kind of this real raw look at what living with cancer would be like, like there's just a lot of raw emotional stuff and it doesn't like, it doesn't sugarcoat it and paint it into this nice, pretty picture or anything. And I like, I appreciated that, like that this sucks and this is what it looks like. And this is what the pain of all this stuff looks like. Um, I mean, there's, a lot, there's some, there's some humor, some laughter, some making the best of it. It's a good look at what like friendship looks like and stuff. Um, so I, I was shocked that I liked it as much as I'd like, I'd never seen it until a few weeks ago. And I was kind of like, 
all right, it's on Disney, so I can get to it easy. I'll throw it on, and I'm like, I don't hate this. And, <laughs> and it's Shailene Woodley. Like, I watched it again today with my wife just to make sure, like, am I crazy? That was, that was like, that was decent, right? Like, so, yeah. So as long as she's playing someone dying of cancer and gets to be all awkward and weird, then I kind of finally liked Shailene Woodley for the first time because she's always awkward and weird, but normally it's out of place, but it fit in this movie, so... I know that you kind of uh, tipped your hat or tipped your hand that uh, that you were going to have a Shailene Woodley movie on there. It was not the one that I was worried about. So we're good. Yes. Okay. What were you worried about? Uh, You'll see. I've got it on my list later. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Uh, Coming in at number three, I've got Hunger Games. Um, We just finished our pod about this. Uh, You can go listen to it. I feel like the the movie kind of followed along with my disappointment in the. Uh, in the book series, like the first is, uh, it's probably my favorite book. Like the second, like is, is good. It, but it also kind of retreads the same ground. And then the third just kind of like, it gets into like grown inducing stuff. Like, I mean, the action, the revolution and the love story, like you're like, yeah, this is like, okay, I can see where this is going. And then it's just, it just doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't deliver like on, it delivers on some of the stuff, but it doesn't deliver on, on all of the stuff that you kind of built up by like the anticipation from the first movie and the first book. So um, if you want to listen to more on that, you can go listen to us for like an hour and 15 minutes, like instead of five. Yeah. So, okay. Um, And then I've got number two, he's Ender's Game uh, based on the novel of the same name. It's an Orson Scott Card novel. It's much better. The, the, the novel is admittedly much better than the movie, but this movie does well enough in, in adapting a majority of what makes that book great into, into a good movie. Like Acer Butterfield is a, is a, a good lead and Haley Steinfeld. Um, those are just really good uh, younger actors propping up a little bit of a weakened screenplay, but like this movie came out like, in a good sweet spot of when the effects were like top notch in order to make this a really cool looking movie based on all of the things that you, that you hear about in the book. I can't imagine how, how like dumb this movie would have been. Like if it came out, like right when that movie was like super uh, or right when the book was super popular, because it would have just been one of those like, Oh gosh. Uh, like war games or um, or Tron or something like that, where it's yeah. just like we're gonna look futuristic and it just it doesn't we have look great. Right. Bracelets on, right? <laughs> so, um, but I, I really like this movie. A lot of people that are like big Ender's Game, like I read the book like right before the movie came out because I'd heard so much, or, or I'd heard such good things about it. But people that were like uh, big Ender's Game fanatics for a long time were like, oh, it wasn't that good. I liked it. So, um, but the, that's one of the more, uh, I toyed with putting it number one. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, uh, like, I, I don't know why I like this so much. Like yeah. I had, I, I, I don't know either. I hated that movie. You hated it. I, hated oh. it. I don't even remember why it was. I just yeah. remember we finished it and was like, I just wasted time. That was not, I don't know. <laughs> I'm having to, I'm going to have to go rewatch it now. Like, all right, Troy okay. said this was good. I'll okay. give it another chance. Maybe I just, just love the, day. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even I just, remember. I love the complexity of the story, especially the ending. I don't want to ruin the ending for anybody that is interested in watching it, but um, it was, 
it was more than like your typical, like, oh, I know exactly how this is going to end, you know? So I'm kind of a sucker for those movies. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, my number two, um, which is so different from the book it's based on, but still really, both of them somehow really enjoyable. Uh, Ready Player One uh, is my number two. It's just like a pop culture reference machine intentionally. Um, you know, if they, they used to have that tagline on like crime shows and stuff where they'd say like, the events of this story are true, but the names have been changed to protect the identities. <laughs> Ready Player One is the exact opposite of that. They kept everybody's name and they kept the basic skeleton like, hey, here's the Oasis and we all live in this virtual reality world. And the guy that created it died and we're all looking for his his Easter eggs that he left so we can run the company. That's all that the book and the movie have in common. Like every task that they have to complete to find stuff is different. Like not just a little different, not like I'm nitpicking, like completely different. Mm -hmm. And somehow I enjoyed the book way that they did it. And I enjoy the movie. Like they're so yeah. different. And yet I like both of them. I actually like the way the movie wraps things up better than the book. Uh, the book leaves it open. And then they wrote a second book recently. And I did not enjoy the second book. And I'm like, I'm really glad they ended the movie the way they did because they can't pull off this second book as a second as a sequel movie. It just wouldn't work. Mm. Um, and I'm good with that because I didn't like the second book. So <laughs> that's my number two. Any any movie that get, you get to include the Millennium Falcon and some Ninja Turtles and back like you could just go on and on. It's like any kid from the 80s and 90s. It's just a pop culture just machine just cranking everything out. So it's a lot of fun sitting there with my kids pointing things out to them and they're like dad i don't care um like a hundred <laughs> times except when the ninja turtles popped up and then my son was interested and my daughter never cared once i don't think um so everyone else in my family was like that movie was weird and i was like i loved it it was awesome. i loved it <laughs> um and then my number one uh is hunger games um i absolutely loved these books and i enjoy the ending for the most part all the way through the series I, there is something about the very end i won't bring it up now because if we ever do the rest of those movies i'll have plenty to say um about how i would have ended so oh, i'll do the rest of them with you you just yeah you just might get some a little bit of negative negativity oh, towards the end once you yeah. get to the last one it definitely yeah. it definitely peaks earlier mm -hmm. it, it doesn't go out on the highest note of the whole series by any means but yeah i enjoy it all the way through um i think i've said this before on the podcast it's become a weird christmas tradition at our house because that's when they came out in the theater starting with mm -hmm. the second one was like they were like thanksgiving movies yeah so it was always like into the christmas season when we'd go watch them most time and so like it just gets to be that time of year and it's like oh we're supposed to watch hunger games now like i had my turkey put the tree up <laughs> let's watch katniss shoot people um so plenty plenty to say on that in our previous podcast so but that was my number one was Hunger Games. Uh, it's uh, funny because we're so close. I had Ready Player One as my number one. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, I'm almost the exact same thing that you said. It's based loosely on the novel of the same name. It's interesting that they kept the bones of the plot, but changed so much in between. I mean, you said I think you said the skeleton of the yeah. of this plot. But yeah, that's 
I couldn't agree more. Um, Xavier just finished reading the book. We told him to to read it a couple of months ago and he was like, nah. And then he went to uh, school and they did this little blind, um, like blind date thing for books. And it was like video. Do you like video games? Do you like adventures? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and he brought it home. And he was, this is the book for you. He blazed through it in like a week. And then throughout the whole, um, the whole movie, he was like, it didn't work like that. It didn't work like that. And I even like prepped him. I was like, Hey man, this is like really bad. Like, it, it like the movie. The yeah. Um. <laughs> right. And I was like the, like, it's not, it's not a bad movie, but the, it's not the, like the book at yeah. all. All right. Uh, honorable mentions. What do you got? Um, uh, you mentioned this one, I think it might've actually in one of our podcasts lately talking about mm-hmm. somebody that acted in, uh, I'm number four. Um, yeah. It was kind of a, a really interesting opening chapter. I wish we got the rest of these movies. I almost put it in my top five, but it was, like, it was one of those, like basically my entire honorable mentions list could sub in for maze runner. Yeah. Except for like, they, in some ways they all have, well, not one of them that I'll get to in a minute. Most of them yeah. just have like a fatal flaw, right? Like something that, that part just didn't set right. And in this case, it's just, where's the rest of the story? Like, yeah. why do I not have more movies? It just felt like it left me hanging. It feels incomplete a little mm-hmm. too much. Um, so at I am number four, um, The Giver was a really interesting movie. I had it on my list, but I didn't end up watching it. Yeah, I, I don't like, I won't get into it too much then. Because um, it's pretty enjoyable. But like, the end just kind of has a weird unresolved thing at the end that i get to the very end and i'm like you're gonna leave me there like you couldn't give me <laughs> a few more minutes like but it's um, worth watching worth watching I, okay. I enjoyed it um I, it was a good book too i remember i i don't remember how close it followed because it's been a long time since i read the book um that was in the like oh we're reading hunger games and we read divergent and we read all these things um and then another one that could have subbed in was really close uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist is a weird movie, um, but I was really enjoying it. And then it's got one scene right towards the end. Like, you really had to put that moment in there. Um, it's just got this stupid little sexual moment that, I, that is totally unnecessary. Um, and, like, it was, like, seriously, like, going to be, like, maybe number four even. Like, it was going to bump up further in it because I was really enjoying parts of this movie. And it was funny. Mm-hmm. and and then, like, they threw that in, and it was, like, this horrible taste in my mouth at the end of the movie where I'm like, you just ruined it for me. Like, it does have the most disgusting scene I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen this movie? It was so long ago. Like, like so. The, so there's, like, the drunk friend, right? Like, her friend mm-hmm. that's lost is, yes. is throwing yeah. mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. drops, throws up in the toilet, right? Drops her yeah. phone in the toilet. And her gum falls out of her mouth into the toilet and she fishes both the phone and the gum out and puts it back. I, I couldn't watch when she actually put it in her mouth, even knowing in my head, it's not real. It's right. not real. I was like, if I watch her do that, I'm going to throw up. Like right. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, and then I had, to, I, I gave a slight nod. Me and Joni have a weird thing with Twilight movies where <laughs> we watch them and kind of just make fun of it. Like, it's not like this is the greatest movie, but like, so I enjoy watching them with my wife. It's a weird thing. We did one year for our anniversary. We had watched the first two and we're like, we should just watch the next three, like back to back to back. Like we stayed up all night pretty much watching these movies and just kind of laughing. Um, But if you want one of the most verbatim book to movie adaptions, like I read those books during, 
during COVID when COVID hit, my neighbor was getting rid of them and was like, you guys want to read these? We're like, sure. We have nothing else to do. And I'm like, this is like reading a script for like multiple pages sometimes. <laughs> like, did they even have a screenwriter or did they just like break this up into lines? Like just very straightforward. Yeah. So. You could tell like those later books are just like, yeah, I, I don't want to pay a screen or uh, somebody to adapt this. Right. Yeah. yeah. We'll just look. That's what she said. Let's just put it out there. Plus who doesn't like sparkly vampires. So I mean, there you go. Um, was that your five? uh i think so okay oh um, no i had divergent at number 10 because i like the first one except yeah. shailene woodley's not good like she ruined <laughs> but the story of the first movie is interesting it's, to it's me. interesting the yeah. first one it's one yeah. of those things where it's like you had a good idea for a book and they made you turn it into a trilogy yeah so, like, it falls yep. apart quickly after the first first yep. chapter for me but um i so I, I, I did an honorable mention section and then I split out like the most disappointing movies of this genre because I had two like that I was like sitting and maybe and now three because uh, uh, you mentioned Nick and Nora's uh, infinite playlist. So I'm going to go with my disappointing ones first and then I'll hit my uh, uh, honorable mentions. And if you had some like go for it. Um, but Percy Jackson uh, I read the series before, um, like I can literally remember holding Xavier and like reading an iPad at night, like by his nightlight because he had colic. And that was the only thing that helped me like, uh, pass the hours of boredom of like, just sitting there holding a kid like this, that's sleeping in your arms. But as soon as you put them down in a bed is not going to sleep. So I just sit there and read those books and I just destroyed all of them like in like his first like three months of being on this earth. And so I was just like, all right, this is going to be, this is going to be cool. And they're just like, and they have two movies. Like they did, they even got a second movie. Like a lot of like a couple of movies on my list didn't get a, on my honorable mentions, didn't get a second movie and they squandered both opportunities. Um, and it's just so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had Xavier on to talk about Hunger Games and why the book is always better. Uh -huh. um, I could go wake up my daughter right now and let her go on her 10 minute rant about how terrible the Percy Jackson movies are because they get nothing right. From She'll, oh she'll start with their ages and she'll just work from there. Yeah. Like, I've heard this speech. I have not read them. I've they're barely good. watched the movies. Yeah. They're, like, I mean, they're, they're kids books, but yeah. like they're good. Yeah. Like, um, but I, I have the speech memorized. I could I could give you the whole yeah. rundown because she goes off on that all yeah. the time. She's so excited. They're supposed Disney's supposed to make a series of oh, Percy okay. Jackson. Nice. And nice. Rick Rordan's helping, like that's good. Produce and and supposed to be because apparently he has publicly said how terrible the movies are as well. Like when the author comes out and is like, "You screwed up my book so bad." Right. Like that's that's a rough beat. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, um, I don't know why I was so excited for this. I love Miles Teller early on and I didn't know enough about Shailene Woodley, but the spectacular now was a movie that I was like really looking forward to for some reason. Like I'm a sucker for like a good, like romantic comedy or, or even just like a more serious movie. And like, for some reason I saw like the trailer and I was like, that's the kind of movie that like would be like, a bit, I, that hasn't come out in a while, you know, at the time. And like, it was just, not good. Uh, I don't know why I got my hopes up 
uh, about it, uh, looking back on it now. Um, and then the the last one of the disappointing. I, I got to go back. They made a movie where they tried to make Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley like a romantic, like yes. they're the loving. Which which is funny because they're in the like Aaron Rodgers like like. <laughs> well, and quorum. he's in Divergent. Like he's the jerk. Yes, right? he, yeah, he's the jerk. He's the one that hates. Like it's funny. It's like everything goes back to Divergent um, and like that. <laughs> that weirdness there yeah so and then, yes he's hanging out in hawaii with aaron Rodgers and shailene woodley <laughs> uh but nick and nora's infinite playlist i was super excited about that it's like it hits all the notes romantic comedy lots of music like this is gonna be good i can't even remember why i hated it so much i was just so disappointed it in it um but like it was just not what I expected, you know, and just kind of goes back to like, you're young, you're dumb. You're thinking like a trailer is going to be like as good a movie. And then you're like, Nope, I've seen all the good parts of that movie, like moving on, you know, unless somebody tells you that it's good. Yeah. Part of it. And this, this was a little, not necessarily disappointment for me. Cause I'm not, I'm not quite the, the music guy that you are in the same way. Um, like they don't really get into the music though. Like exactly. they kind of talk, they talk around the music, but they never really just dive in and let yeah. it speak. That part was that, that was also. It's like your movie is about an infinite playlist. And like, you never get to the playlist. Like, yeah, there's barely any reference. It's like, like in the periphery, but it's never in focus. Right. Like one of my favorite movies is almost famous. And it just talks about like, it's a love letter to like the music of the sixties and the seventies. And like the, the title like band that like the guy follows around is a fake band, but they even made music that sounded like the, like the time frame that they were in, in order to like give it some authenticity, but then all the rest of the stuff is real bands and they just talk about it all the time. And I thought that it was going to be like a more updated version of that. And it just completely, it, it fell like cataclysmically short. Can I say cataclysmically? I can't actually say Absolutely. it, but it was, it was a huge uh, disappointment. So, all right, moving on to my honorable mentions. Uh, my two that didn't get their, um, what could have been uh, sequels, Aragon. Like Aragon is a beloved like uh, uh, series book series about a, a boy and his dragon <laughs> simplified. Um, but the first movie just struck out pretty hard. I actually liked it. I got it when it came out on like DVD and was like, Hey, this is good. And then I looked it up and I was like, Hey, is there a sequel? And they were like, box office was so bad that uh, they axed all the plans to, to do the rest of them. I was like, Oh, Okay. Same thing with I am number four. We went and saw it on opening night just because there was absolutely nothing going on. And we were like, cool, why not? Like, this looks okay. And I, I really liked it, but it, it is more of a guilty pleasure. Um, it's, you can see all of the holes in it that people can, can poke through. Um, Timothy Oliphant, always a crowd pleaser. Got you a little Cobb Vanth there. Um, so uh, the perks of being a wallflower and me and Earl and the dying girl are two like more dramatic um, uh, YA movies, which kind of prevents you from really liking or uh, watching them over and over and over again. 
um, perks of being a wallflower is just kind of dealing with all the teen angsty stuff. And then me, Earl and the dying girl, you can like literally substitute all of the things that you talked about with, uh, uh, the fault in our stars for that. Very similar. Um, the girl has cancer and like this guy befriends her, like has a crush on her and like kind of spend some time like going back and forth between his best friend and her, uh, realizing that it's kind of like a, a fool's errand to get close to this girl that's a, that's uh, about to die, you know? And then I threw Twilight on there at the end. Same thing as you. It's like, yeah, it's not that bad, but it's yeah. not, it's not what a lot of people say it is. So I don't um, know. And the <laughs> fact that there's just not that much to deal with here. Yeah. Like, like I was really grasping at straws. Yeah. To fill out my list <laughs> a little. Um, Perks of being a wallflower is I haven't seen it. It's been on like multiple. I feel like it's been on multiple things where we were talking about a top five and I'm like, Ooh, I need to watch this. And yeah. it's, I can't stream it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's not one of those movies this? that I'd be like, Hey, you have to go buy it and rent it. Like I rented it. And I was, I was um, Ezra Miller who plays the flash in the DC universe yeah. is, is in it. And he's a little bit over the top. Um, but, and uh um, Emma Watson's in it. She, she's, yeah. she's underutilized, um, uh, in the movie. It's more about kind of the, the, t- the title character and Ezra Miller kind of, kind of share a little bit more co-billing on that than she does, but it was pretty good. It was more accurate than a lot of high school movies, uh, that I've ever seen. I think that's what I liked about it, that it was more kind of the people in the background, um, rather than the, uh-huh. the, the, like it says, parks of being a wallflower. So. so since we both mentioned Twilight, we should ask the important question. Mm-hmm. Team Edward or Team Jacob? I can't remember. Team Jacob? I think Team Jacob. I, I, I don't think it's a question. It has to be Jacob. Who wants, who wants, what, what are we doing? As a what purely heterosexual male, <laughs> I can sit here and look at, at James Pattinson and Taylor Lautner at that time and be like, how is this a choice? What are you doing? Oh, what? from a from a story perspective, Jacob always had um, he always had Bella's best interests at heart, and Edward was just like the whatever. Oh, I kind of I kind of dig you. I kind of think you're hot. You know, I like you. Type of, oh, you have to yeah. go away. I like you. Oh, you have to go away. <laughs> yeah, so. I just can't figure out why they like both both like her either like what what is wrong with yeah can i tell you like my favorite part of the twilight series yes please because we're not twilight's never gonna make a no never 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 folks i can't remember i i want to say it's the third movie that they bring in like the like the higher family level of uh vampires oh yeah like when they go to like the vampire like capital of the world thing is in italy it's been a while yeah. since I uh, yes, since I yeah. watched. I'm it. trying to remember if that's the second or the third one. I can't remember which yeah. one. Yeah, but yeah, that was my favorite part because I was like, oh, "We're gonna turn it into like Underworld," and Kate Beckinsale is gonna come out and <laughs> come she's out. gonna start like <laughs> killing dudes. Nope. Like, and nope, 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 nope. So I, I just wanted Twilight to end. I just wanted Bella to die when she had the baby. Like, if you stopped it right there. It's a more enjoyable. <laughs> like if you just cut right there, I'm like, okay, like she had this kid and she was willing to die to have this baby, and the baby can go live happily, whatever. But then, like, yeah, and then her eyes pop back open right at the end of that movie, and you're like, yeah. oh no, nope, she's not dead. We're getting yeah. another movie. I'm like, oh, would have been better if you stopped right there. You could just <laughs> no, just let it be. Yeah, 
um, underworld criminally underrated um, B movie action movie series. How many That's, of those I'm are there? Gonna, there's like five. I didn't realize there were five. <laughs> I, I thought that I had watched most of them, and then I was like, oh gosh, they did they did two more after I stopped watching these. Yeah. And does Kate Beckinsale just own her costume from those movies and uses it for oh, like yeah. twelve other things? Like this is yeah. just what she walks around in. It's true. Yeah, I even watched the one that like didn't have her in it, and I was like. Is this oh, is this supposed to be like it's it's all like it's like a prequel to all of the other movies? But that one was actually pretty decent too. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. Bill Nye's in it, and he's awesome. I love Bill Nye. And every time anything. you say Bill Nye, part of me says Bill Nye. Like I picture the science guy. Gotcha. For a second no, half you say no. it, and it takes me a minute to be like the yeah. science. Oh no, Bill Nye. Wiry, gotcha. wiry British old man. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm yeah. with you. I get there. <laughs> it just takes a second. <laughs> So, all right. Um, I think that we got close to the 24 minutes that we used for uh, the Jim Perry <laughs> podcast. So we'll see how it comes out in post. But uh, if you have any thoughts on uh, ones that we missed, um, I'm sure that there's going to be a few uh, thoughts on these ones. Um, but uh, hit us up at our Facebook page at the Phileo Podcast or um, uh, on our Instagram at Phileo Podcast, all one word or shoot us an email at phileopodcast at gmail.com. Great job, buyers. Good brownies. Brownies. But it's hard.